Hello, everyone, and welcome on into the Betting Pros College Football Look Ahead Show for Week 7. We're already halfway through the college football season here, and I'm Tom Viola, and as always, I'm joined by none other than the God of Thunder himself, Thor Nystrom, because we are going to be taking a look at his look-ahead lines and where he is thinking for some of the biggest games on this week's college football slate. Thor, I, 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 I want to extend my condolences as the show begins here. We were all pulling for Kansas there at the end. They kept it close, ended up with the push against the spread, but... You know, that that that's little condolence for uh, for what happened this week against TCU. Yeah, it's it's October 9th. And this is the first show that we've done together where either Kansas or Syracuse has a loss. So, I mean, that that's a huge win, I, I suppose. And it was yeah. a, a valiant effort for Kansas. So I, I, I definitely can't be disappointed at all. And, and it's good to be with you, Thomas. Uh, that bean kid, I'll tell you. He looked good. They, I, I credit Kansas for not turtling when they went to their backup quarterback. They stayed aggressive, and he made a lot of the plays he needed to. It, it's a great point. That kid can play, and, and we'll get to this when we talk about Kansas, Oklahoma, but you can't downgrade Kansas a lot if their starting quarterback is out because Jason Bean is a player. That, that kid can absolutely play. Well, let's get right in with that game because Kansas is taking on Oklahoma this week. They are seven-point dogs in Oklahoma. And, I, I mean, you know, can't, Oklahoma got absolutely bushwhacked by, by by Texas this week. Can Kansas do it? Well, yeah. I mean, yes. They're, they're a live dog, absolutely. The, the enormous part of this handicap has to do with the quarterback statuses on both sides Obviously, is Dylan Gabriel going to play on the Oklahoma side? Is Jalen Daniel, Jalen Daniels going to play on on the Kansas side? With Gabriel, there's been the 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 thing about uh, Oklahoma used to have the two week uh, mandatory sit out for the concussions uh, if it was a confirmed uh, concussion diagnosis. I actually don't know under the Venables uh, uh, regime if that's still in place. If it is, I, I like I, I you know I'm, I'm I didn't stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night, but I'm pretty sure that that Gabriel has a confirmed concussion diagnosis. So you would think that that would mean that he would have to sit out. But again, I, I'm not sure if that protocol is still in place under Venables. So so stay tuned on that one. And then with, with Daniels, he, he suffered the injury um, in their last game when uh, against TCU when he was scrambling around at the right around the sideline. And he, he takes a sack and his right shoulder was driven into the ground, which typically is a pretty ominous injury uh, Jason Bean, like I was just mentioning, came in and played absolutely awesome, uh, was dropping dimes everywhere. And that was a kid who started earlier in his career at North Texas and was also a track uh, star as a prep in Texas. Not only does he have a good arm, he is also an awesome athlete. Like I was sort of uh, uh, teasing earlier uh, when, when we did the intros, I don't think you downgrade Kansas a whole heck of a lot um, if, if Daniels is out. If Gabriel is out, like as we've seen, you downgrade Oklahoma quite a bit. Like you, you downgrade Oklahoma a touchdown or more if Gabriel's out. If if Daniels is out, maybe a point on on the Kansas side. So you you have to watch that that very closely. Um, just in a vacuum, uh, my line on that game is Oklahoma minus six point four live right now. It's Oklahoma minus seven. So I, you know, I'm pretty close to the Vegas line, just showing that the smallest amount of value on Kansas. But again, you got to watch that very closely. An another thing I'll say is 
Oklahoma, I I had mentioned this last week in some of the episodes that we did. They have perilous depth issues at linebacker right now. They are down to four active, healthy scholarship linebackers. That's another thing you have to watch very closely, regardless of what uh, Kansas's quarterback uh, situation, whether it's going to be Bean or Daniels. Kansas does all the motion stuff, gets people out. Uh, moving around motion and and then moves the quarterbacks out, uh, you know, uh, on the bootlegs and stuff like that. Uh, They put uh, the opposing linebackers into conflict on every single play. Um, And, 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 and Venables uh, uh, going back to his Clemson days, asked so much of his linebackers, the responsibility, because he he does all these replacer uh, uh, concepts where in terms of the blitzing and the coverage where, where he'll blitz and then he has, uh, you know, ask a different defender to replace that person in, in, in the, the alignment, Um, which again, you know, it it asks a lot of, 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 of the linebackers because you have to, you know, do different things. You have to put on different hats. Not only are you a linebacker and a different play, you might ask to be an edge rusher. You might ask to be, you know, to, you know, have have safety uh, responsibility. Yeah, there's a lot of different roles that have to go on here for these linebackers, and exactly. they haven't shown so far that they've been able to handle it. How much longer do you think Venables really has, especially if Kansas pulls it off and manages to win this game, especially with Jason Bean at quarterback? I, that's Owen foreign conference play for Oklahoma. I, I can't imagine Venables is going to be the the, uh, the most popular guy in town much longer. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's I mean, he's going to make it at least through the end of next year. I mean, just because he's he's new, you're, you're going to give him a little bit of leash. But this is not a good start for Brent Venables, you know, and like when Lincoln left and, and you hired Venables, there's all the Oklahoma fans being like, oh, you know, who cares that Lincoln left? You know, we upgraded a coach and those folks are, are very quiet right now. This has been an absolutely horrible start for for Venables. I would argue right now that Oklahoma might be the second worst team in the big 12. And it, I mean, they are moving in on being the worst team in the big 12. I think the worst team in the big 12 right now is West Virginia. And it is becoming arguable, but but between them and West Virginia without Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma probably is the the worst team in the big 12. This again, the status of Dylan Gabriel is absolutely crucial for this game. If Dylan Gabriel doesn't play, Kansas is going to beat Oklahoma. I'm just telling you right now. So you need to watch that that status very, very closely. Getting the seven points, I mean, like, again, watch it closely. You, you might just want to take it. Uh, like, you know, if, if you can see that out there in the marketplace, because Kansas is live, even playing Gabriel. Um, but, like, if Gabriel's out, that it, it's a gift getting seven points with Kansas. Yeah, I, I'm I'm tempted to take that line now and then hope because would you say that this line with Gabriel playing should be around seven? I yes, absolutely. Okay, that, so then, it, it's a fair line. Uh, yeah, yeah. So then for me right now, I'm looking to take Kansas and get some action on this game early. And then I mean, you don't want to hope that someone's injured, obviously. And this these are college kids. We want them to be okay. But if you're gonna take the Kansas, this is probably the best time that you're gonna want to do it. But how about Penn State versus Michigan? It's going to be a classic Big Ten battle here. I personally think Penn State's a little bit overrated. I I I don't trust this team ever, and that's probably jading my bias a little bit here. But Michigan is getting just seven points in this game in the big house. That line feels wrong to me. Yeah, I mean it. It, it's, it feels a little bit short to me too. I, it was funny. I was I was watching the Viking game earlier with with a Michigan alum, and he had asked me what what I thought that spread would be, and and I was higher uh, 
when I guessed it, then then it turned out to be. So I, I, I'm definitely with you on that. Um, Michigan has impressed me quite a bit this year. And and Penn State, they've just been, you know, they've, they've you know, it, it's just been kind of meh. I mean, like the, the last – and they are coming off of a bye. So, so, so maybe, you know, like there's an idea that they're going to come in rested or whatever. But, like, the last time that we saw them, they were beating Northwestern by 10 points at home. You know, uh, sort of a thing that the offense isn't terribly explosive. They can't take the top off of the defense. The rushing attack has gotten marginally better. The running back room has gotten marginally better. The offensive line has gotten marginally better, but it it does neither of them scare you. You know, I mean, because I mean, where they were coming from was all really, really bad. Um, I, it's just not a team that, that, that terrifies me and, and Michigan is still a playoff contender. So, yeah, I mean, it, for, for me, that, that play would be Michigan or nothing. Who do you trust over Michigan or Ohio state? I mean, I know it's the classic rivalry there, but which is Michigan really at that same level? Michigan's not at Ohio state's level for if, if, if it was a, a, that game on a neutral for me, it would depend on what the line is, but it's not to the degree where I would disqualify Michigan. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're still both at the near levels where they were at uh, recently. And obviously we saw what, I mean, like it's, the, how, how would I put it? Michigan still has the puncher's chance. And last time, Hassan Haskins knocked out Ohio State, so it's it, 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 it's it's still that sort of situation where you absolutely wouldn't discount Michigan and, and Michigan State could or Michigan could absolutely still win. How about Auburn versus Ole Miss? Here should be an interesting game because Ole Miss is at least the ninth ranked team in the nation right now. Maybe interesting is not quite the word because Auburn's disappointed this year. But should Ole Miss be a sixteen point favorite in this SEC showdown? Yeah, I I think that's fair. Um, my line on it is Ole Miss minus fifteen, uh, and you know, and it, it being up to six, I, I think that's a, a fair tax because of the 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 Brian Harson thing. You know, I, every single week I, I'm I'm waiting for Auburn to quit on him and and for Auburn then to to fire uh, Brian Harson, um, and 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 we'll see when that ends up happening. But I I, I, I do think it's fair. Um, and and Mississippi, you know, they, they've looked pretty good. Um, uh, you know, and you know, you know, last week uh, they, you know, early on Vanderbilt was was playing with them, but then uh, Ole Miss turned it on at the end, and then Lane Kiffin, the the very humorous thing at the end of that game of very clearly overtly going for the the cover, um, and then getting it. Uh, you know, I, I I think I would lean towards Ole Miss in that game, um, and uh, I, I definitely would not be backing Auburn uh, anytime soon. Now, how about let's talk about them. We already talked about Oklahoma, but Texas now takes on Iowa State here as 14-point favorites. Thor, the question that we all want to know, is Texas back? Texas Texas is getting closer and closer to being back for sure. Um, but like last week, you know, I, I think that in the, the court of public opinion, they're, they're probably going to be inflated a bit because of last week's result. Um, Oklahoma obviously is way down and – circumstantially they caught Oklahoma in an all-time spot last week without Gabriel with where the linebacker spot is and, and, and some of the different positions, like I was, I was mentioning before. Um, But 
you know, and they got Texas had gotten back Quinn Ewers and they were back at full strength. But this Texas team is really good. It, it's the best incarnation of Texas that we've seen for the, the past few years. This Texas team is good. Is it back to the, you know, the, to the degree that it's a playoff contender? I'm not sure about that, but they are pretty good. Quinn Ewers is for real. And Bijan Robinson's the best running back in America. So, like, you do have that stuff. And they can play defense as well. Like, we, we saw that against Alabama. Um, I'm not going to say we saw that against Oklahoma because I don't think that Oklahoma offense run by uh, Davis Bevel and whatnot, I, I don't think they could have scored on UL Monroe. But, um, th- th- you know, they're back to a reasonable degree. Oh, Iowa State, they're going to require Texas to play a different kind of a game. Iowa State, they're go- they drag every team out in, in the deep waters. They don't want to play a football game. They want to do a rock fight. Every every different team that they play, it's a rock fight. Iowa was a you know, Iowa plays rock fights with everybody. So, but Kansas State was a rock fight. Every single you know team. So so they're not going to do a shootout with Texas. If Texas thinks they're going to do a shootout with Iowa State, they're going to be sadly mistaken. This this is going to be a, a low scoring uh, kind of a game, a, a methodical game. I would be looking more at the under. I think than than the side of this one. And I think probably Iowa State is more of a live dog than this line is is going to be indicating. My numbers would are more bullish on Texas than I would be personally, um, just because I I respect Iowa State more of of what I think the 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 game script and the game flow of this game could be. Um, I, I think Iowa State has a shot to ambush Texas in this game, particularly for Texas coming off of that exhilarating win over Oklahoma and a week of Texas is back people pumping their tires off of just annihilating Oklahoma. Yeah. You're going to start feeling that hype now. And that's when you can really catch a team and Iowa state, like they've done it before. They they've gone into people's houses and been a cyclone before and taken out some of these teams. I think this could be another spot. What do you think? I I think so. Yeah. I mean, this is a, this is a classic Texas letdown spot. It's the classic Iowa state ambush spot, just sort of the confluence of both lining up. Um, I like for me, like, I I think I would be looking to maybe nibble on the, the Iowa state, both the spread and maybe even the, the money line. I I, I mean, I feel like people are going to be betting on Texas all week. So I don't even think you need to bet on Iowa state early. The the lines uh, Texas minus 14, but like I like I feel like this thing's probably going to toggle up over that. So I, you know, for me, I'm going to be waiting until it gets to 14 and a half before I, you know, I, I look to fire the the bullet. But that's what I'm going to be looking for in that one. Now let's talk about some really big games this week, and you know, it doesn't get bigger than this one. 18 versus 15. You know what I'm talking about here? We got Syracuse and NC State going at it in the Loud House, the JMA Wireless Dome, as it has always been known. Where are you going in this one? Because right now, Syracuse favored by four and a half over NC State. I was not expecting this. I feel like there's a lot being considered with uh, the fact that Syracuse had that incredible win over Wagner, which isn't something you (laughs) often say about an opponent of that caliber. But anytime that you get the other team to say, hey, can we shorten the quarters to 10 minutes for the second half? (laughs) You're doing something right. But NC State, even coming off that that loss to Clemson and then that game against Florida State that didn't quite go how they wanted it to, they're still a good team. 
Yeah, I, well, I, I feel like people are going to look at this and, you know, like when, when they're looking down the betting card and they're, they're, they're going to see Syracuse favored by, you know, four or whatever against NC State, an NC State team that, that's coming off of or of Syracuse favored by four and a half. An NC State team, a five and one NC State team coming off of a, a two point win over Florida State. And they're going to be scratching their heads like Syracuse favored by four and a half over NC State. Um, the context that people need to keep in mind. Not necessarily the Syracuse win over Wagner, but, but you know, but maybe maybe a little bit. But it, it's it's more the uh, Devin Leary injured I- injury for for NC State. Um, and in addition to that, NC State's wide receiver too, Carter, he got injured in the game against Florida State, and and NC State's running back got injured in that game. So NC State is dealing with with several injuries right now. We're recording this on Sunday night. We'll have to see uh, NC State's injury report in the coming days to see who's in, who's out. But that's a team that, that's dealing with a rash of injuries right now. We'll have to see on, on Saturday like what team they end up trotting out. But that could be a, a seriously undermanned team heading into Syracuse. Syracuse is coming off of a bye. They're, and, and the Wagner game. So basically two buys. So they are fresh as a daisy going up against a team that is badly beat up and seriously decimated. So it, it, you're looking at, a, you know, what was that book? Tale of Two Cities sort, sort of a thing. Um, Syracuse is in a very, very advantageous situation to, to, to remain undefeated, which, which explains everything you need to know about that line. If both of these teams were at full strength, it, on a neutral field, this line might be totally flipped, but that is not what this scenario is. It's Syracuse at home in the situation that we discussed, and the line is what what it is. Well, Thor, I'm I'm excited. I'm scared. I'm probably not going to bet this game because I've already got too much riding on it from an emotional standpoint. But oh man, this would be a sweet one to see now. I, I hate to bring it back up here, but we got to talk about TCU because they're going to be in an interesting one against Oklahoma State here. They're laying three and a half at home, but Oklahoma State has been good so far this season. Where are you going in this one? Are you riding with the Horn Frogs or are you thinking that Oklahoma State's going to get them in this spot after that big game that they just had? Yeah, you you wonder in, in this one is, is TCU, like when is TCU going to, is TCU going to have a letdown spot, right? Like, like TCU just keeps the bar keeps raising for them. Uh, it, w- it was a team over the summer that I, I was harping on over and over again that, that I was extremely high on and they keep even going over my bar. But again, like, w- is there a letdown spot coming for them? Like last week they, they, they go into Lawrence, they, they on college game day, they beat an undefeated team on the road. You know, now they're coming back home, but like, you know, you, you know, a lot of times you'd be like, is, is this going to be a letdown spot after you just win in that electric atmosphere? Um, but like, you know, I mean, like they, they haven't had a letdown spot yet. They, they've had other big wins, you know, th- this year and, and and haven't had it yet. And then meanwhile, for Oklahoma State, I mean, they've also been a team that, that has had several big wins this year and they've just kept the momentum going. So so it's, it, it, it's, it's another one of these two teams that have just kept building and building and building. Oklahoma State for me is sort of the opposite TC for me, uh, TCU is a team that I've been higher on than the market throughout 
Oklahoma State, I've been wrong about the the entire time. So I've been, I, I, you know, I'm pumping my own tires about my TCU take. I, I got to go the opposite. I've been wrong about Oklahoma State. Like I, I thought Oklahoma State was 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 not going to be. I, I thought they were going to be weighed down uh, this year because they had lost so many guys on defense. And I and and I didn't trust Spencer Petras. So last year they, they were you know totally led by the foot of their their dominant defense, and they had lost Malcolm Rodriguez and all these different guys on on their defense. And I didn't I didn't think that Spencer Petras could do it. And Spencer Petras has gotten way better. Like I like I'm I'm shocked when I watch Spencer Petras this year. He he has actually become like a solid singular quarterback. Um, and, and this year they, they don't have like Jalen Warren, for instance, on offense, like to, you know, to, to give all the usage to and Spencer, Spencer Sanders is doing it. He hadn't even had like um, uh, uh, Bray, like the, the like uh, the, the, the receiver um, been, been injured and stuff like that. And, and, and Sanders is still doing it. Um, and the, the defense been a little bit better than, than I thought it, it was going to be. Um, and that's a credit to the coaching staff as well. Um, I, this one is tough for me because my line is, is, is pretty close. I, I actually give the, the, the slight, uh, line value to Oklahoma state, at least where the line is right now. My line in this game is TCU minus 1.9. It's, it's a game that I'm going to be digging into this week. Um, you know, and, and, and try to gauge sort of where both teams heads are at, but a very interesting game on Saturday afternoon, in the big 12. Now, a game that I want to talk about next, it's not two ranked teams, but certainly two brand names here in Florida versus LSU. Uh, Florida, they're not doing too badly here. They they, they lost to Kentucky in Eastern Washington. Uh, not Eastern Washington. I'm looking at the wrong game here. They lost to Kentucky and Tennessee. They beat Eastern Washington, and they're coming off the win against Mizzou this week here. And going up against LSU in this one, this a couple of years ago, you'd be talking about a potential one-two matchup right here in this game. They're ga- uh, they're laying two and a half points against the Tigers in this spot. And is Florida still good despite the fact that they're obviously not ranked at this point? They've had those two top 25 losses. They did beat Utah in the first week. What's your opinion on this Gators team? I'm fading Florida. Uh, this is one where I'm sitting dead red on LSU. Um, I, I think the line is... Well, I'll, I'll just put it this way. My numbers favor LSU, and I think in the marketplace, LSU might be favored right now had last week, had the result not been what it was with, with, with LSU. They ended up getting smoked last, last week, um, and it is what it is. I did, Tennessee spanked them at home. They, LSU lost 40-13, to 13. but I, I still think that LSU is – is a solid team and Florida's result wasn't uh, much more impressive. They barely got by Missouri at home. I don't like that Florida team. I, I, I don't. Most people watch Anthony Richardson in that opener, put on the Superman cape against Utah. He's reverted back to, you know, what he was previously for the, the, you know, ever since then, basically of just being the, the super duper inconsistent player that has placement issues, uh, decision-making issues. Uh, 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 I mean, like uh, uh, pocket awareness issues that the, the, the whole gamut, he certainly, you know, st- still has the ceiling and everything like that. He certainly flashes. Um, but like, he, again, you still have the vacillation with him. Um, I, I I just don't trust that that team. I I, I don't. Um, and and with with LSU, 
I, I trust them marginally more, I, I, I guess is the way that I would say that I, I, I like them a bit more. And I think that they match up better in this game. And so I, I'm, I'm going to take LSU in that one, even though that they're on the road. You know, speaking of another team that might be a tad overrated, I, I, I'm just surprised. James Madison is their first season at this level, and they're already ranked 25th in the nation. That seems just a tad insane to me. They're going up against Georgia Southern as 10.5-point road favorites here. Do you think this line is what it should be, or are people just buying into the hype of this team that is – I mean, it's a great story, but are they actually good enough to be a top 25 team? That line's inflated. Uh, my line on that game is James Madison minus 7.2. Um, Georgia Southern's legit, uh, which is crazy for me to say in the first year of, of Clay Helton there taking over that triple option roster, but they can actually play. Um, and, and speaking to that for a second, um, they're – Georgia Southern is throwing the ball even more than Mississippi State is, which which is just bizarre. And they're 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 doing it just as well. But that's that's a, a story for another time. James Madison is 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 good. They're really good. They 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 played awesome. Um, and they've played way better than than I than I thought they would. But again, like I I think the market now is is taking it a bit too far. Um, and and I think you know for the the sports books at a certain point you have to start. Uh, 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 charging the tax on them because the, the sports books are starting to get nicked on, on, on James Madison. So, so you, you have to, you have to start incentivizing people to bet on the other side because you've lost money in, in some of the recent weeks on, on the James Madison thing, because they're covering every week. So, so again, you have to push people to the other side. I mean, th this happens when when we, when you have a team that's covering every single week. But I yeah. think th that's what explains the discrepancy here. But objectively, you're getting about three points of line value if you want to bet on Georgia Southern. For me, that would be the side I'd be on. Okay. I, yeah, I, I feel like you're completely spot on there with the fact that when you have a team covering by this much, the books are going to go, okay, we need to – we need to reevaluate a little bit and start shading this a little bit the other way, because like you said, they want to get money on the other side here. Now this next game up, we've got Clemson at four now in the rankings going up against Florida state, who of course has fallen out after that loss to NC state here. This number right now is going to be four points in favor of the tigers. Florida state, Florida state. Can they do it? Um, probably, probably not. Um, my line on this game is, is Clemson minus six, but at least you give, you give Florida state the, the puncher's chance. Um, we'll have to see on Brian Brise's uh, status, Clemson stud defensive lineman. He missed another game, uh, this past Saturday. Uh, he, he missed the, the Boston college game. He, he's now missed two straight games with his, his non-football, uh, medical, uh, issue, um, he, he's a big deal for them. Um, they, they Clemson has had the the upfront injuries. I think Xavier Thomas came back for Clemson um, on on Saturday, but they, they Clemson has had these shuttlings of in their front seven. They've had all these different injuries, but that's something to keep an eye on. Brian Brise is one of the he might be the best uh, uh, defensive tackle in America, but if not, he's one of the the three or four best. So, so his injury status is, is is certainly something to keep an eye on, especially against this Florida State team that runs the ball so well 
uh, I mean, uh, Mike Norvell, or uh, going back uh, several, you know, going back to his Memphis days, one uh, teams are, are, you know, one of the best uh, rushing coaches in in the nation. But speaking to that, uh, the, the, the running back for them, uh, uh, Ward, got injured in the last game. So that's another uh, status thing that, that you're going to have to keep an eye on in this one. But I think I would lean Clemson in this one. Florida State did not look very uh, good in their last one against NC State. And then we talked about NC State before. NC State had suffered all of those injuries in that game. And that's an NC State team that looked terrible the week before against Clemson. They, they had lost by 10 in that game, but they NC State had scored the garbage touchdown at the very end. So really it's more like a 17-point loss. And you're like, well, you know, that's it was to Clemson. But I can bake in the context that Clemson was basically playing with their second string defense in that game because they Clemson had ruled out all of these defenders. Like you can go back and look at the, you know, like who they played in that game. They had ruled out all of these different starters in that game. So, so NC State was basically playing against, you know, a lot, a lot of these second stringers or whatever. Um, not an impressive performance by NC State. Um, and, and then, you know, Florida State then loses to NC State when NC State was, you know, had lost, you know, Leary and the running back and then the, the wide receiver, too, and was down some of these other guys, whatever. Um, I, I I think, you know, Clemson, especially if, if, if you know, they, now now they are uh, they have way they're way healthier than they were back then. Um, I and, and now Florida State might be without their running back. I like Clemson in that one. Now, Kentucky, I mean, we've already talked about a couple of them. It's the basketball Blue Bloods playing football and playing it well right now. A couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how, oh, look at all these teams, Duke, UCLA, Kentucky, 4-0, Syracuse, obviously, but no one was giving them any credit, but I'm not bitter or anything about that. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, Kentucky, two straight losses here to Ole Miss and the Gamecocks. They go to play Mississippi State now in a battle of 22 versus 16. Should Kentucky still even be ranked? at 22nd after two straight losses like this and should they be getting six points or should they be getting more at home against Mississippi state in this spot? Well, it's all of those questions are dependent on is will leave is will leave us healthy or not. Right. Like, cause if, if will leave us, if will leave us plays against South Carolina, they, they beat South Carolina and then those are all mute. And then if he plays again, you know, against Mississippi state, it's 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 a different story, and his 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 status, it's like all all that stuff is is dependent on that, right? Like if if he plays in in this game, like I'm taking the what is it the the six points, but if he doesn't play, I'm laying for sure with Mississippi State. Like Mississippi State is going to beat the heck out of Kentucky if it's who, who that kid Sharon or whoever that the Kentucky was playing will leave us the, the difference between will leave us and the backup of Kentucky. It's worth doubled. It's legitimately worth double digit points that the backup of Kentucky stinks. And, and they, you know, they, they were, I mean, like Chris Rodriguez, he was doing his best out there. You know I mean? Like he ran for against South Carolina ran for like 120 yards or 125 yards. He was still grinding it out. But there was absolutely no threat of the pass. And South Carolina, a team that has has terrible trench play on on both sides of the ball, they were they still controlled that game they, like the entire way on the road. Um, and and Mississippi State is a far superior team to to South Carolina. So I mean, again, this game is highly dependent on on Will Levis's status. That's the thing that people uh, need to monitor. 
if 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 you think that Will Levis is not going to play in this game, you need to bet on Mississippi. You need to lay the points um, and and take the value before that that's announced. But if you think that the Levis is going to play, absolutely take the points. Well, there there's still value because when when the news comes out about that, there's going to be line movement. Um, so if you get information beforehand, uh, take the value. Now, Thor, you know what my favorite bet of the week is? What's that? USC versus Utah. Should Utah win this game, I will bet you any amount of money that we will hear the pundits on TV going, oh, number 20, Utah upsets number seven, USC. What a game, blah, blah, blah. They're going to call it a big upset, but it's not because Utah is laying four points against the Trojans here. And yeah, the Trojans, they are seventh in the nation right now, but you look at their schedule, Rice. Stanford, Fresno State, barely squeaked by Oregon State. Then you had the big win over Arizona State. And then, of course, they go out, they beat Washington State last week, well, yesterday, 30-14. to But now they go to play the Utes, and the Utes are laying four in this one as the 20th-ranked team in the nation. I guarantee you if they win this game, they're going to be calling it an upset when it is not. But do you think that the Utes can pull this one out? Is this line where it should be? I yeah I mean they certainly can. Uh they're a team that 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 profiles decently well against USC. The the way that Whittingham has always constituted his defense it was a direct response to spread offenses. Um and you know I mean obviously that's that's what what Lincoln runs. Um does that mean that they're going to beat him? Not necessarily. Um but like and then also on 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 offense they run the the the, the physical downhill running game and uh, we'll see how how USC's you know new look defense how it deals with that. I, I would have been concerned if Tavion Thomas, the Utah running the you know the 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 big physical downhill running back of Utah, if he wasn't playing in this game. Um, but even though he was questionable, and even up to kickoff, there was these questions uh, when they were playing UCLA uh, on Saturday: Is Tavion Thomas going to play? Um, which I, I didn't even know that he, you know, he, he was, he was questionable before that game, but then he ended up playing. Um, so, you know, I, I guess that he's, he, you know, he's fine. Um, so he is going to pose a problem for, for USC defense. Utah is going to ride him uh, there. So, I mean, it, does Utah have a, absolutely, they, they, they got a shot. This is, it's, you know, there's the, the UFC saying of styles make fights this is a fascinating stylistic fight. You, you, you have the the you know the 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 burly brawler type in 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 Utah against your uh, more stylish kind of fighter in 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 USC. Um, this is for me. This is a handicap I'm going to get into all week because I don't I don't think this is one you got to bet early in the week. Right now, that there's no value on this line at all. My adjusted number on this one right now is uh, Utah minus four point three. Line right now in the market is Utah minus four. It, it's it's right there. Um, so, but yeah, it's it, it's one to dig in for the week. But yeah, I mean, e- either of these two teams could could win, and it's again uh, totally opposite strategies, and it's going to be one of those two opposing forces uh, locking horns on Saturday. Now, the last game that we want to talk about here, the biggest one of the week. Well, second biggest behind Syracuse, NC State, but, you know, who's counting? Alabama against Tennessee. I haven't seen the Vols rank sixth in a long time, my friend, but here we are in this one. 
And Bama did not look great last week, and they dropped all the way down to three. They're get they're getting they're laying seven and a half points going into Tennessee here. I mean, it's three versus six, but is Tennessee really all that good? Is Tennessee living up to the hype here this season for you? Are they where they should be? They've got the wins over Ball State, Pitt, Akron, Florida, and LSU, neither of which are now ranked. I, I, I don't know. This resume isn't jumping off the page to me. Should they be sixth or should they be uh, getting more than seven and a half against Bama? Tennessee's good. Tennessee's good for sure. Um, the 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 win against LSU in L, in Baton Rouge by what was it twenty seven? That yep. that that was the one for me that was like the the wake up like the alarm bell one of like the, the this team is legit. The the game against Alabama, the, you know, we talked about a couple games this week where it comes down to a player status. This is probably the biggest one. Yes, yeah, CJ. Yeah, uh, not CJ. Bryce Young. Is Bryce Young going to play? If if this whole game comes down to that, if Tennessee gets Jalen uh, Milrow, uh, I might even favor Tennessee. Like, all right, right? But if they're playing Bryce Young, this line should be Alabama by double digits. And, and, and what I think that Vegas has done with this line, it's essentially split the baby, right? Like, you know, installing Alabama as seven and a half point favorites at Tennessee, right? If, 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 if they, if Alabama comes out and says Bryce Young playing, um, I, I, I think you're going to see this line tick up to Alabama minus 10 and a half or 11, maybe even a little bit above real quick. Um, but if, if he's ruled out, it's going to drop real quick. So, I mean, like th- th- that's what I think has happened here is you're, is you're dropping it right in the middle until we see um, Nick Saban ain't going to tell anybody. Um, he played some games with Jimbo last week, which I loved with just chef's kiss. He didn't say anything all week. And then game time um, th- was just absolutely fabulous. Didn't say anything. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't think there was any chance that, that Bryce Young was going to play. He has an AC joint sprain of his throwing shoulder. Quinn Ewers has an AC joint sprain of his non-throwing shoulder and he's out for three weeks. So it's like, there's no shot that Bryce Young going to play the next week. And then they announced Bryce Young as the starter on the PA system 30 minutes before the game. I get in all these text messages and I'm like, no way, no way, no way. And, and you know, it's, it's crazy. And then of course, Milrow then, you know, actually trots out with the starters, like when, you know, they take their first snap um, just epic trolling by, by Nick Saban, but we'll see in, in this one, we, we don't know. We, we, we have, we have absolutely no idea. An AC joint sprain is not something that categorically, uh, takes you out. It, it, it's a pain threshold injury that you theoretically can play through, uh, through a combination of, again, uh, pain tolerance dash, uh, taking, uh, uh one of them shots, you know, sort of a thing. It's it's both your biology, and then also, you know, if, if you take something that can mitigate the the pain, et cetera. It's it's we'll see. You know, I mean, he he got what five more six more days to to, to see. But uh, whether Bryce Young is playing is going to go a long way towards towards this handicap and also the results of the game. Um, but right now, with where that line is, it is very clear that the sports books are splitting the baby. You need to monitor Bryce Young's status. But right now, with where that is, this is a very fair line that has been put out. Thor, that play call by Jimbo Fisher at the end of the game, the final play, was so one of the dumb. worst things. They didn't even so throw into the dumb. end zone. So dumb. 
So you, you have a shot. You have a shot, man. Yeah, you had a and shot. they didn't take it. Yeah, you you actually had a shot to win that game. You actually had a shot, and yep. and you, yeah. Oh man, yeah. I, I I mean, I'm not an A&M fan. I don't care. Yeah, but I it would be nice. It's always nice to see Bama go down. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I don't care either way. But but it's like uh, just for the sport of football, you're like, man. I mean, why aren't you trying to? To win, man. Like, why don't you at least put the ball in the end zone or at least give yourself the best shot of it? Like, it's it's just one of those where you're just, like, frustrated for fairness, you know? It it was more frustrating than the Thursday night football. Russell Wilson, absolutely horrible fourth down play on the goal line there. (laughs) But it is what it is, and we're on to the next week here. And that is going to do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Those are the biggest games of the week. Thor, thank you so much for your thoughts as always. Of course, if people want to find you and what you're doing around the internet and what you're doing for college football, for betting pros for the rest of the week, they can head on to your Twitter at ThorKU. You're going to be posting there all the time. One of the best cats here is the guys. Give him a follow. You don't want to miss it. And of course... It's Wednesday night. The podcast is going to drop with you and Scott Bogman, where you guys are detailing the weekend ahead. We got a more clear picture of the lines at this point. And of course, Saturday morning, bright and early, 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Eastern. You guys are breaking down the day's slate of games, making sure that everybody has exactly what they need to get through the weekend ahead. It was another great show this week with Mike Farrell. And you can look forward to another one next week on the Betting Pros YouTube page. And don't forget to follow Betting Pros at Betting Pros on Twitter. And Thor, thanks again so much for being with us here. Guys, best of luck this week, and let's cash some tickets.